Hey there, are you starting to feel the effects of having your kiddos home? You're having to be in charge of their schooling. You're trying to work at home and do all the things and it's starting to set in that this is real and it's getting slightly overwhelming. If you are feeling that way, tune in to today's episode because I am putting on my former teacher hat and giving you the tips and tricks to make a more peaceful learning and working environment in your home. Welcome to the Course Creators Classroom Podcast. This podcast is all about the tips and tricks to writing a successful online course that will turn your students into raving fans. I am your host, April Bradford. Now let's dive in to today's lesson. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. All right, I am coming to you in the middle of the whole coronavirus thing, and I feel like the first week was it just felt like maybe spring break or something like that or maybe another Christmas break and so it was like okay this is fine this is doable and then week two hit and now here we are and we're in week three of this and it's starting to get overwhelming you're starting to feel the pressure of being responsible for your kids learning. You're trying to build your business and work on your business while having the kids home. And really it's becoming a lot. I feel like um, I've talked to a few, my sister, some other business entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, who it's just all really setting in right now and, and getting hard. We're getting to that hard phase, like the honeymoon phase of it is all over and this is real. So what I wanted to do today is just talk about how I have been doing things in my home to make things a little easier and also as a former teacher of elementary students, what I, what suggestions I would give to just help ease the burden of being the at-home teacher for your kiddos and also help you get the work done that you need to get done. So let's dive into that today. So the very first thing that I can tell you is to create a schedule. Now, let me tell you, your kids might throw a fit at first because they're like, mom, why? Right. But let me tell you, as a teacher, my students could tell you exactly what we were doing every single day at the exact time of day. 10.30, we're reading. 11.15, they know when the bell rings to come in from recess. They know what time we go to lunch. They know all of those things. School is extremely scheduled. That's the way that I could run a successful classroom was to have a really good schedule for my students. In fact, setting up a schedule and a routine and expectations was so important. It's so important in every classroom that we spend like the first four to six weeks making sure that we get these procedures down so that the rest of the year goes smoothly. So whether you have already made a schedule or not, don't worry, you can start now and say, okay, listen here, kiddos here's our schedule, this is what we're gonna do. And really try to stick to the schedule because it's gonna make everything easier for everyone, okay? So when you are making this schedule, there are a few things that I suggest 
that you add into your schedule that's going to make your day better and your kids day better and it's going to build in some blocks of time that you can actually work on your business. So the very first thing is outside time and I am in the south so we're getting some warmer weather but it's rainy as well but I know um like where my family lives in Utah, it's still snowing and cold. But let me give you a little tip here. You may think it's cold being the mom and you're like, oh, my kids can't go outside because it's cold. Let me tell you, the kids still want to go outside. The kids, if they were in school, they would still be going to recess. They would still be going out to recess and they love it. They love it. So they may give you some pushback just because you're mom. Um, but don't worry. They love it. Send them outside, bundle them up, make sure they're warm, but send them outside. Make sure they get some outside time because that's going to get the wiggles out. That's going to get their, that's going to get the blood flowing again. And then they're going to come back and they can sit down and work on their schoolwork again. So don't feel like you have to have these huge blocks of school time. Make sure they get some recess and you can call it recess. If you call it recess, they're going to love it. Be like, okay, it's recess time. Give them a ball and send them outside and they will play. Okay. So make sure you schedule that outside time. And while they're outside, that's a quick, you know, 15 minute chunk. Recess is usually 15 minutes. The lunchtime recess is like a half hour. So, um, that's going to give you a quick break that whether you need to check your email or something, then you can do that in those 15 minutes. Um, Another thing that I highly suggest that you schedule into your time, even for your older kids, this will be good. You're like older elementary. I have a high schooler, a freshman in high school and a toddler. So my schedule is kind of crazy because they're in two totally different phases. But if even with older kids, this can work well, um, is quiet time. Schedule in some quiet time. So if your kids are obviously too, if they're elementary, they're too old for naps, they can still have some quiet time, some downtime. So this looks like an hour, maybe an hour and a half where they can actually go in their rooms and they can lay on the bed. They can read a book. This is really good time to do that silent reading that they need to do for school. Let them build a fort. Make it fun. Let them build a blanket fort and keep it in their room for the next few weeks. Another fun thing you can do if you have a little tent is set up a tent. If you have like an extra family room or something, set up a tent. Let them use their flashlights. Turn off all the lights. Let them use their flashlights and take in blankets to the tent and they can sit and read in the tent and they'll do it because it's fun. It's something different and it doesn't take a lot from you, but really schedule in this quiet time for an hour and a half a day because it's going to give your, your kids a break, a break from each other and a, just a break from work and just some rest time. And you can do two things in here in this time. Either this is time that you can get work done or you also need a break. Here's the thing that we don't realize that I think is starting to wear on a lot of people is as moms, we're used to having that break from during school, right? I feel like moms have a strange schedule because it's the school time that's our, uh, quotation marks off hours, even though I know that we're doing work, but 
we don't have that extra stress of having the kids home and having to entertain them. So now that we don't have that off time ever, 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 because we're quarantined to our homes, they can't go play with neighbor kids, all those things, then we need that time to unwind and take a break as well. So during this quiet time, it might be a really good idea for you to grab a fun book and pick up and read it too, or watch a favorite Netflix show, whatever you want to do, take a break. Or if you need to work, this is a really good time to work, but I highly suggest quiet time and the kids can't come out of their room and they can't come ask you questions. Like this is really you time. This is when you get you time. Okay. So other things that you can do are just some simple activities. So here's the thing that I want you to know as a former teacher, things that my students, I would highly suggest if, if I were a teacher right now with students, I would say, please make sure that your kids are reading every single day, a half hour, every single day. Obviously if they're the younger grades, like kinder first, it's like 15 minutes, but for your upper grades, have them reading a half hour. And then you can do a simple thing of just having them write in their journal and what they read. If, you know, school's getting overwhelming, at least have them read a half hour and math facts. Math facts are huge, 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 huge. You don't realize how important it is to know your multiplication tables till you go to do long division and just the simple multiplications hard then long divisions hard. So make sure that they're working on their math facts. Okay. So if, if everything else falls apart, those two things are my biggest, biggest, uh, suggestions for you. I was talking to my sister yesterday and she's like, Oh my gosh, my kids are just going to fail this semester because she has, uh, one in high school, one in junior high and two, one is in fifth grade and then one is in kindergarten. So she has quite the range. She's like the two older are fine. Like they're online and their school's online and that's fine. But my two younger, she's like, I have all these worksheets and these papers and all these things. And it's so overwhelming. And I was, she's like, they're just going to fail this semester. And I was like, well, if I were to give one suggestion, whether nothing else gets done, make sure they know their math facts and they're reading. So if you're having a really rough day, send them in for quiet time, give them a flashlight and a book, let them read in a fort and feel like you've won. Okay. So that is my suggestion for you. But another, a couple of fun things that you can do that it can give you some extra time to get that work done and they'll be entertained. Uh, because we are coming upon Easter, um, at my house we have like a bag of plastic eggs give your kids Easter eggs and say, go hide these for your brothers and sisters and let them go hunt for them. And then they can take turns hiding the eggs and letting the other ones hunt. If you have little candies or even pennies, let them fill the eggs and go hide them for each other and they can go find them. That's an easy way that you don't have to do it. You hand it to them. It's not some big planned activity. You're like, here's some Easter eggs, go do this. Okay. Another thing, um, my two-year-old and I, we have been watching at the Cincinnati Zoo on their Facebook page every day, they have an at-home safari, which is actually really cool. Um, it's really fun for her. She just likes watching the animals. But even for me, I'm learning so much about the animals. 
like today we watched one on giraffes and I didn't know hardly anything about giraffes till I watched that and it was super interesting. So um, there's a lot of cool things that people are doing because we're all stuck at home and I'm so amazed at all the fun things that are going on. So that's a fun thing. Give your kids um, the computer, log them on to the Cincinnati Zoo. Obviously you probably want to be next to them, um, but let them watch the Cincinnati Zoo at home safaris. Another thing I was telling my sister, I'm like, man, it would be so easy as a teacher, but so informational to let them write an animal report on one of the animals that they watched because you learn so much. Um, and then Mo Willems, he's a famous author. Your kids probably know him. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. He writes the pigeon books, but he's doing lunchtime doodles with Mo. So you can get on and watch that. And there's uh, P.E. with Joe on YouTube. There's so many things that that your kids can be doing, even though, yes, these are screens, but they're still learning and interacting and things like that. And it's different from the normal. And my final classroom teacher tip that I have for you is rewards. Most every classroom has some sort of reward system. And these rewards are based off of good behavior. So when we see our students doing something well, we like to point it out like, oh, I love how Johnny is sitting quietly in his seat and working and then they get a reward and then the other students see it and they um, do that as well because they see that you've pointed that out, you appreciated that, those kind of things. You can create a, a reward system in your home. Um, Here's some of the things that I did as a classroom teacher that worked really well. I had a classroom economy and the students would earn money. I would hand out Bradford bucks and they would earn money and they would get to spend that money in a class auction or they would have a class store where they would, the students would make things and they would sell them in their class store. So any sort of reward system. You could do money, or if you want something simpler than that, um, just create a little card and give them points. When they get so many points, they get a reward. Or I have done special days. For example, in December, I would do Polar Express and they would get a ticket at the beginning of December and they had to have so many punches and they would get to go to our Polar Express party. So at home, you can do some sort of reward system. Maybe it is whoever gets the most points by the end of the week, then they get to choose out the family movie on Friday night. Or you could do like a special next week. If you earn so many points, then you can have a PJ day. You can do all of school in your PJs. Any simple thing like that, anytime that you can do some sort of reward for them working on their schoolwork, that can help. So a reward system can be very helpful. Just like if you have a chore reward system, you see how if they have rewards, it helps them get their work done, right? The same goes with your homeschooling. So I would suggest having it separate from your chores and have it just for schooling. Like, oh wow, you got your reading done all through your reading block. You did it. Here's your dollar, not real dollar, but like a fake dollar that they can buy. Maybe you have some sort of um, 
little prizes that they can get. They can choose out of the treasure box on Friday. Any little rewards like that can really go a long, long way. And speaking of rewards, you would be surprised at how much kids will work for one Skittle. Get a bag of Skittles next time you go to the grocery store and say, okay, when you get to, you can like lay them on their math paper. So like when they get to the end of a row of math problems, they get to eat that Skittle. They will do so much for one little Skittle. So there's some ideas for you, but what I really want you to know today, number one is we're all in this together. We're all in this together and your kids' teachers know that you are doing the best that you can do and that next year when the kids go back to school, all of the teachers are going to know that your kids have missed weeks of the last school year. So do not fret. I know a lot of the states have canceled end of year testing, which is so good. Um, so we don't need to worry about that, but also just give yourself grace. Just know that this is a hard time and it's okay. It's okay. If you need quiet time, it's okay. If your kids go in their room and they play in their room quietly and you lay on your bed and read a book or take a nap or whatever you need to do, because this is a difficult time for everyone. And it's a difficult time for your kiddos too. This is a hard transition. So just have grace for yourself, for your kids, for everything, and know that some days, some days it's not going to be easy. Let me tell you a little story, actually. As a teacher, there are times that we have this lesson that we plan and we think, oh my gosh, this lesson is going to be so good. And we've spent all this time planning it and it's going to be the best lesson. And then you go to teach it and it all blows up and you're like, Oh my goodness. Okay. Like literally there have been days that I realize these kids aren't getting this and this is not working. So I will, I would tell them, I'd be like, okay, let's put our math away for today and we'll come back to it tomorrow. And we would do that. We'd put it away and then I would come at it with a different approach tomorrow because we all needed a break. So if your kids, if the homeschool thing is overwhelming some days, put it away, come back to it tomorrow. It'll be okay. And that's really what I want you to know. It will be okay. Have grace and it will be okay. All right. Hang in there. I will be back next week with more course creation tips. See you next week.